episode four, Token Boys Pod. You already know what the deal is. Go ahead, follow the pod Twitter, token underscore boys. Follow my personal I've been underscore fly. Let Peckins introduce himself. Uh yeah, Peckins, same stuff. Follow me, uh M underscore Peckins uh fifteen. Token boys pass all that. Uh we're ready. Let's go. All right. So today we're gonna do just mostly our senior bowl stuff. I think this is me and Peckins' almost favorite time of the year, honestly. Uh, a favorite time of the offseason for the NFL. Uh, I love the Senior Bowl ever since about like 2018. I started covering, uh, following it closely. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to do Senior Bowl winners and losers. So, Peck, I'm going to let you go first with uh, one of your winners. Winners? Um, all right. I'll start off with uh, probably who I thought was the best quarterback there, um, Kellen Mond. Um, I just thought in the game, he looked like most comfortable. Um, he made the most big. Uh, he's he's not like crazy mobile, but he he extended some plays. Uh, you know, made made a couple uh big big runs. I don't want like, huge runs or anything, but um, he just the other quarterbacks were just so underwhelming. He kind of just I don't I don't even want to say he was like super. Just he was quarterback during the game and like, throughout the whole week. Yeah, I agree. Um, Kellen he was very solid in the game. He's actually the only quarterback I saw in the game that was actually moving the ball consistently. Uh, I think he did a nice job. But my main problem with Kellen just purely as a prospect, is as a, like a, just a pure passive quarterback. I just I don't like what I see. His throwing uh, his throwing mechanics and his motion has been pissing me off for his whole college career. Honestly, I just hate the way he throws. I just I don't like the way the ball comes out of his hands. It's like no touch to the way he throws, but uh, yeah. I think Jimbo Fisher did a good job this year uh, during the season that, uh, you know, really turning Kellen Mond into at least solid type of quarterback for A&M. And they had a really good year. His first, like, I think that's about Kellen Mond's like first, just like good year as a college quarterback instead of being average to bad. So I like what he did in the game. And I think there's room to improve. Yeah. I'll, I'll just touch a little bit more on the quarterback. Um, I kind of, I kinda, they're all like, uh, they're all kind of de- developmental. Uh, like there's no, there's not even like a Drew Locke or like a Herbert, you know, even a Daniel Jones in this uh, Senior Bowl. So, uh, they, he was the only one that impressed me. Um, yeah, yeah, all users they kind of, you know, didn't show up or didn't didn't uh, improve their stock. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, the quarterbacks in practice, the quarterbacks were just terrible. I mean, when I was watching the wide receiver and DB one on ones, just the throws were some of the throws were just so erratic. And that's from all QBs. It was from Newman. It was from uh, from Kellen Mond, from Ian Book uh, to the other ones. It was just very erratic throwing. I didn't. I wasn't really impressed from what I saw, especially in the game. You know, Ian Book was just terrible. I mean. Ian Book's mechanics just are terrible. I mean, he keeps the ball so low when he's in his throwing stance, and he has, like, basically, like, no arm power, just none, no arm strength at all. I mean, he tried to throw, like, a little bit of a Hail Mary pass, like, the end of the third quarter, and, like, when if you watch that play, he just – he had to put almost everything he had just to throw it about 50 yards, and the ball just sailed right like it was nothing. I mean, I'm not impressed by Ian Book at all as a college quarterback or as a prospect at all. I don't think any of the quarterbacks did too well, but there is some upside to Jamie Newman as a talented prospect. He didn't play well in the game, but if he goes to a team and just sits, there's a possibility he can turn into a solid, maybe good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, You want to go, you want to go on to your, your uh, next guy, your first guy. Yeah. I think my first guy is, uh, Richie Grant, safety out of UCF. Now, a couple months ago, I didn't even know who Richie Grant was, to be quite honest with you. I A couple months ago, I had a different safety board. I had a, you know, I had Andre Sisco from uh, Syracuse at the top of my board. Then I mm-hmm. had, you know, um, uh, Trayvon Moore, TCU safety, and I had a bunch of other safeties. And I wasn't really looking at Richie Grant. And then I think somebody posted a clip on Twitter, and I was like, who is this guy? So I just started watching film. And I'm like, Versatility is just outside, out of the 
out of the out of this world. I mean, in the one on ones, he wasn't great, but you got to remember he's played safety most. He's played safety all safety snaps, honestly. So and he did well for uh, as a cornerback doing those doing snaps and man coverage. And what I what I love about Richie Grant is that he's always fighting to the end of the play. I mean, there was so many times in these clips where he's actually getting beat, and he just recovers, and the receiver catches the ball, but he just rushes it out of the hands, and that's what I like to see. And going back and watching film of Richie Grant, um, his versatility jumps off the board. I mean, you can play him in a, it's the versatile. You can just play him in the box. You can easily play in the box if you want to. Even though I don't think that's best where he's suited, I think he's best suited as a safety because he has that range and he's just fast and, you know, he had, he's a smart, he's a smart player. And I think he's that has the ability to be a great NFL safety, but uh, I love what he did the senior bowl. He didn't really flash much as a defensive player in the game, but I wouldn't really expect that of the defensive players, but I like what I saw from Richie Grant. Yeah. I was going to say uh, the, the two safety names I wrote down were uh, Richie Grant and um, I, f- I forgot how to pronounce it. It's like, uh, it's a Florida State guy, uh, Hazam Nazaruddin or something like that. Yeah, Hamza yeah. Nazaruddin. Uh, I thought both those guys. Um, yeah, they they weren't they weren't great like one on one, but you you wouldn't expect a safety going up against receiver, you know, to be like locked down. But uh, I just thought they they both made plays on the ball. They both look like natural. Uh, you know, I think they could play strong or free safety. Uh, and I I, I like Nazaruddin because he. He's like six three, and he's got a lot of length, you know. So he's he's like a bigger safety. He's got plenty of athleticism, and uh, yeah, I think I think he's one of the more underrated safeties in this class. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I didn't put too much stock into uh, Richie or Hamza losing their one on ones because you know they're just their safeties and not really meant to be covering receivers one on one, especially receivers with that type of speed. So I understand, but uh. I'm going to get to another uh, one of my winners, which is Dwayne Eskridge, the Western Michigan wide receiver. Now, I think this is on day one of the uh, senior bowl. You told me, you were like, you said Dwayne Eskridge, and I was like, who the hell is that? And then I had to go and look back. I had to just look at highlights real quickly, and I'm like, okay, he's got some speed, all that. So then I had to wait a couple of days for him to accumulate, you know, some more practices, clips, and stuff like that. So about like a day ago, I watched like the rest of his clips, and I'm like, this is this is a dangerous player. I mean, first of all, I think he has legit four three speed, honestly. Mm-hmm. And his route yep. running is out of this world. Like when I watch Delane Eskridge, all I do is just get shades of Terry McLaurin. Like seriously, I don't even mean yeah. to feel as a knockatory, but I mean just the amount of the, the the technique in the route running and the type of speed is just such a dangerous combo. And I have no idea how Dwayne Eskridge. Went this long going unnoticed, but he's a great player. And I only watched a couple – I only watched a little bit of film of Eskridge, but I have to go back, go back and just watch way more because he really jumped off the screen at the Senior Bowl this year. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a guy that uh, – I, I watched one game of his uh, when I was, like, watching the receivers. And, like, the one that stood out was, like, yeah, his he was not a 4-3 guy. Like, he he's at least – at least four four um but i i thought like you you would think a guy who's like from a uh you know smaller school like kind of under the radar you know you would think he'd be like raw but he he's he's cutting up like dbs like he's one of his receivers like at, at the senior so uh yeah I, I i get the same like terry mclaurin vibes he's he was one like if you watch his one-on-one cut-ups he's i mean He's changing his like releases. He's killing people a bunch of different routes. Uh, and then after the catch, if he if he has duration, he's he's, t- he's taking it to the house. So, uh, yeah, I, I was I was surprised watching him. Um, I'm gonna do one more on my list because I know this is a guy both we have, and I'll get to one of yours. But uh, obviously, Kadarius Tony just dominated the whole Senior Bowl. All the practices, he didn't get much much chances in the game, but I don't think that even matters because we know what he do. We know what he's gonna do in the NFL, but. He just dominated. I mean, there isn't a single corner that could consistently cover Kadarius Tony. He was cooking all of them. Uh, he there was one clip on Twitter that was circulating where he he cooked the corner, but he dropped the pass, which is unfortunate. But I mean, yeah. he's just his the amount of his acceleration in between his route running and just the crispness of the way he does it. It's just I don't even know what to say. He's just a wait. He's way better. Look, he weeks way better in the practice clips and I even saw in the game sometimes in terms of his mm-hmm. route running. And he's just a great player, honestly. Yeah. The one thing that like, 
when you watch him, you, he just moves differently than uh, than like most of the receivers like uh, at the Senior Bowl. Um, I, I thought he was like the best player overall at the Senior Bowl. Um, I already thought he was like I, I, I already put him in my top five years. I thought he was a first round pick. And all I all I thought he did even increase that. Like he he might he might go top twenty now. He might you know, uh you know him he, he he might be receiver four or three to some. But um, he 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 was at, like dominant from you know I I don't think I saw him as a rep. He had I think he had a drop or two, but yeah he won basically every single rep he had all all. I'm gonna let you get to one of more of your winners. Um, I'll touch on uh, a Joe cornerback, uh, JD Daniel. Um, and again, we, we, we touched on some of the corners and, uh, we had, um, uh, and I forgot, I, I forgot their names now, uh, Tyson Campbell and Eric Stokes. And, yeah. uh, I remember you talk, I remember you talking about just in general, Georgia's, uh, DBs are aggressive. They're physical. There, I love their. DBs, and he, he's honestly. another. He, he's he's another name. I, I just didn't. I didn't get a chance to look at yet. But uh, at the Senior Bowl, I mean, he was named. Uh, if not the top corner, he was the top corner on his team. Uh, I thought you know, especially versus like a good group of cor- uh, receivers at the Senior Bowl. Uh, he he held his <laughs> own. Uh, he was he was jamming cornerbacks or d- jamming receivers up. Um, and I, I thought he was just as good as uh, some of those other top Georgia cornerbacks. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, I didn't see, I didn't notice much of JD Daniel. I'm going to have to go back and watch, but the other Georgia corner at the senior bowl, I do have on my list as a winner was Mark Webb and Mm -hmm. him as a prospect in, in the practice clips, he's more shining in man covers than he was in zone covering receivers, which is to be expected because of his build. Uh, He's not a very quick as a corner, but you know, he's physical he is a long stride as a cornerback, and I like what he did in the man. I like what he did in man versus the wide receivers. He did get cooked a couple of times because you know he doesn't have that type of long speed that other quarter uh, wide receivers have. But I like what I saw from Mark Webb. I like his physicality, the physicality he played with, and I think he can be a good, you know, boundary corner in in a certain system that's mostly man, obviously. Yeah. Um... I thought the DBs uh, general looked pretty good. Um, I mean, the, I think it's it's a I think the two best groups were probably the DBs versus the receivers and tight ends. Um, yeah, I thought I thought there's a lot of like potential, you know, second, third round corners, receivers, and yeah, o- overall, I just thought that was a really good good competition all week. Yeah, um, I do have two more corners in my list, which is Aaron Robertson and Robert Rochelle. Forgot what calls they go to. I definitely have to go back and watch some more. But, yeah, for both of them, I think they both shine mostly in man coverage, obviously. I don't think any of the corners at the Senior Bowl did too well in zone, but that's just because the receiver talent at this Senior Bowl was just as insane as it was last year. So, you know, it's kind of difficult yep. for them to shine in zone. But I think they did well in man coverage versus receivers. I like what they did now. I'm going to get to my favorite uh, player at the Senior Bowl this year. And it was Demetri mm-hmm. Felton, the UCLA uh, uh, running back and wide receiver. Honestly, I think he should be receiver the next level. And he was he just dominated all the practices. I honestly think I have no idea why he played more running back at UCLA than receiver because his route running is out of this world. He's a fast player. I mean, he's only about 5'10", so he's a little on the short side, but he's a fantastic player. And when I went and watched the game, he was even great in the game. Uh, I think he only had about 50 yards, 50 yards for like a couple of catches and a touchdown. But when I was mm-hmm. watching him play, he was just he was doing the exact same things he was doing during the season, the exact same things he's doing in practice. I love what I saw from Demetri Felton. He's definitely just shot up my boards as a wide receiver in general. But he also obviously offers versatility as a running back. So I think he's a great player. Yeah, I I, I wrote him down as one of my uh, winners, too. And uh I had a lot of the same thoughts because I, I went back and um, he had a lot of buzz at the senior bowl. So I went back and watched him as a running back and, you know, same thing as you, I was just like, like, why are you playing running back? Like you're, you're kind of small, you know, I was, like he's fine. Uh, I think he might be like talents, but 
I, I yeah. he's, like he 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 doesn't look like a running back watching him. Uh, like he like I didn't think he was that good like breaking tackles. Um, but then you but then you watch him at the Senior Bowl running routes, and he's like one of the better route runners like among receivers there. So, uh, I I, I think he kind of just should just seriously. Um, he could play like a third down back. So good as a receiver, just like one on one, that I think he could literally just move there and play slot or something like that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Now I'm gonna get to two more players that I thought shined in the game at least, and that's uh, Des Fitzpatrick, which is the wide receiver from Washington. I think Washington State. Uh, hope somebody corrects me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong, but. I didn't notice him much in the wide receiver one-on-ones. I didn't get to see many clips of him. I tried to search him, but I didn't see much. But in the, he had a good game. I think he had about 90 to 100 yards. I mean, uh, yeah, he, he had the quarterbacks yards. were giving chances. Yeah, the quarterbacks were giving chances. I liked his route running ability. I liked what I saw. Um, yeah, he had. A, I think he, he had a pretty good – he had probably had the best wide, uh, game as a wide receiver out of all the wide receivers in the senior bowl. So that's good on him. I'm going to have to go back and watch more because I did like what I saw saw and uh yeah the other player that i thought flashed in the uh senior bowl was uh michael carter the running back i think he had about maybe one touchdown or something uh you know he didn't get many chances none of the running backs got many chances in senior bowl they didn't get really much chances to shine which is uh unfortunate but you know it is what it is i think he did well with uh the opportunities that he did and i think he could be a solid running back to win any nfl team Yeah, um, I'll touch on uh, Michael Carter because uh, I I remember him as uh, I think he's my running back six, um, and because I remember watching him back to back with uh, Javante Williams, and uh, he's still gonna be, he's still gonna be uh, like lower than him, but watching the Senior Bowl, I kind of thought I just thought the way he like cuts and like his contact balance was really good, like as a as a runner. Because I, when I watched him, I was like, you know, he's five eight. I know he's explosive, um, but I kind of thought he was more of like just a third down back. But um, I I think you could give him, you know, a featured role. You know, maybe maybe not as like a twenty plus carry a guy, but I I think he's you know he he's got like running back qualities that draft him you know second round maybe. And uh, yeah, I think I think he's going to be one of the better running backs in this class. Yep, um, I'm going to get to my two uh, alma mater receivers, which is Amari Rogers and Colin Powell. And uh, yeah, I think they did an amazing job at the Senior Bowl. Colin Powell is kind of a, a late springer as a wide receiver. You know, he didn't get much chance uh, until about this year, and as soon as he burst on the scene this year, I think I said in the last part, I was like, "Where have you been?" I mean, he's just he was an amazing this year uh, as just a deep ball wide receiver. He's physical and he's fast. I, li- I just like what he offers. I think he's probably going to be about a number two wide receiver in the NFL. Uh, maybe number one if he develops even more as a receiver. But I like what he did in the game. He, he didn't get many chances to catch many passes. But when he did, he did his best. Um, Amari Rodgers was amazing in the game, actually. He had about two touchdowns. He didn't have that many yards. But, you know, he just has a knack for getting open. Which is uh like a lot. Which is why a lot of receivers uh succeed as slots. You know, he just has a knack for getting open, even though he's pretty small. Um, I love what they did in the practices. You know, they're both physical. The thing I noticed about Clemson wide receivers is, you know, they're very good at hand fighting, which can get him into trouble sometimes with the uh, offensive pass interference. But yeah, I love what they both did in in practice and in the game. Yeah, I I thought both of them were uh, both of them were really good. Um. I, I thought uh, I thought Rogers was probably a little was probably my favorite between the two. Uh, I I just thought he's 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 more explosive for sure. Um, like he, he's the deep threat, and um, I just thought he like off the line he's super quick. Like he he uh, more so than Powell. Um, yeah yeah, and he he had, he had two touchdowns in the Senior Bowl. Uh, you know he didn't he didn't have a lot of yards, but he, he was getting open. Uh. Yeah, I think both both of them are going to be you know good receivers in the league. Uh, I, yeah, I, th- I think I think Rodgers is just he's going to be one of my favorites. He's underrated. He's got speed. He, he gets open. He's tough after the catch. I, I yeah, he's he's one All he's right. one of my favorites. 
So do you have any more winners or some honorable mentions? Uh, I'll talk about, so I'll, t- I'll talk about Mac Jones real quick, just cause right. I guess he's kind of a winner. Um, I, I guess he just, he, he just looked kind of what I thought he'd be, you know, it looked like he was making good decisions. Uh, he's pretty accurate with the ball. Uh, and he didn't, he didn't really make a ton of like bad, you know, erratic throws or anything like that. So I don't think he hurt his stock. I don't think he like. I don't think it went up at all unless, you know, you like the way he interviewed or something, but, um, yeah, like he, he didn't, he didn't make any like, wow, impressive, you know, crazy throws or nothing like that, but he, but he was consistent. He was, he, he, I think he was probably the most accurate quarterback there. And, uh, yeah, he, I guess I saw like he's kind of a winner to me. Yeah. Uh, see, he's just like all the, all he's just like all the other Alabama PBs except for Jalen Hurts where they, all of almost all of them just lack the physical tools, but you know they're just not going to make many mistakes because you know Alabama every year has like a top three wide receiver core in the college football. So yeah, obviously I I don't I think I said it in the other in the first pod or the second pod that uh, I think he's probably going to be just about average in the NFL, which is fine. It'll keep him in the NFL for years to come. But uh, yeah, I wasn't very impressed. Now I actually want to get to one pass rusher that showed up on my radar, which is Patrick Jones. I think he's the pit uh, defensive end. And I liked what I saw just athleticism-wise from Patrick Jones. Um, His get-off is insane. I mean, it's very quick. It's very fast. I think he's probably a a fast player when people expect. But for me, for Patrick Mm -hmm. Jones, what I'm thinking is he's more of a a project player because – as of right now, technique-wise, he needs a lot of improvement. Uh, hand usage-wise, he needs improvement. So whoever team drafts him, they're going to have to work do some work with him. But I, I like what I saw from Patrick Jones, just athleticism-wise, and what he could be as a player if he goes to a team with the right defensive uh, defensive line coach that tries to develop him at the right level and turn him into a great player. All right, so I'll touch on uh, one of my favorite uh, edge rushers. Um let me find him real quick. Qu- Quincy Roche, uh, Miami. Um, and he, he, he's a little undersized, you know, he's like six, three, probably two forty, two fifty, something like that. Um, but what surprised me is he, he was killing, um, Alex Leatherwood, Alabama's like supposed first round, uh, left tackle. And he, oh, he absolutely I just was. remember watching he him. Absolutely yeah. Was. Yeah. And he, he killed him. I don't know, like at least mo- a few times during that game. Uh, he was he was good and he was good in the in, in the one on one drills. Um, and I just think he he might not be like great against the run or something like that. But as just a pure pass rusher, I mean, he, he was going against you know probably the best left tackle here, and he and yeah, he he looked dominant to me. Yeah, um, I definitely agree. Uh, in the couple, I was trying to watch him a little bit, Alex Leatherwood, and. My problem with the old linemen at uh, this year is just a lot of them are just la- lacking the uh, athleticism that I'm looking for. They're not bad players at mm-hmm. all. Actually, the two online two alignment on my list, Quinn Min- Miners, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. Sorry about that. Uh, and Creed Humphrey, the center, uh, they did well in one on ones. You know, they're all the linemen in the senior bowl. They're all really just physical. You know, they're extremely strong and they did well. Um, but a lot of them struggled against the edge rushes with explosive as when I noticed it. Like, uh, yeah, Alex Leather was struggled with Quincy Roche, as you said. A lot of them just struggled with a lot of the explosive players. But, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the alignment weren't spectacular to me, but they weren't bad at all. They're mostly just solid to me. Yeah, I kind of had the same thoughts. Um, you know, I, I, there weren't a lot of O-linemen that I thought were, like, really impressive. Um you know, there, there was the one, um, he was like the division three guard or something like that. Um, I thought he was really good. Um, uh, he, I think he, he, he probably has like the biggest rise just cause if you're, you know, he's, he's probably looking at like an undrafted grade or something like that. Um, and you know, he, you know, if, if you're the best offensive lineman at the senior bowl, you, you've proved a lot. So, um, he was a name and then I'll also touch on, uh, two tight ends. I thought were kind of sleepers, um, Old Miski Yaboa, uh, he he was making a couple of catches in the in the game. 
Uh, I just thought he was like he was like he just had a lot of like athletic like I don't think he um, you know I, I don't think he's like a great blocker. I don't, you know he's not he's not Kyle Pitts or anything like that. But I th- I think he's a guy that you you could roster in in two three years. I think he could be a, may, maybe a tight end one for you. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree. He definitely did some nice things in the game. I didn't really see much in the tight ends at the uh, senior bowl, but yeah, I think he did well enough for himself trying to raise the stock a little bit. I'll get some more of the wide receivers because I have a couple more on my list. Um, Tennessee wide receiver Josh Palmer, and uh, I really love what I saw from Josh Palmer. Um, Just a Mm -hmm. physical, big target type of wide receiver. He's going to get the catch if he needs to. He's fast. Uh, his running ability is uh, solid at the best, but I like what I saw from Josh Palmer. And in the game, he did a great job as well. He had a couple of plays where I thought he did well. Um, I liked what I saw from him. And when I went back and watched a little bit of him, I just noticed how underutilized he was at Tennessee. But I don't really blame the coach for that because the quarterback, Jared Garmentano, is just not very good at all. Quite honestly, there was just so many times during a game where Palmer might not not even have been open and Garantano would have just thrown it anyways and just the ball would have been picked off. But uh, I liked what I saw from Josh Palmer uh, in the practice clips. And I think he's I think he's uh, raising his stock from about a fourth round wide receiver to maybe a mid third round wide receiver. I I, I saw a little bit of him. Um, Yeah, I thought I thought he was good. Uh, My my two guys that. Receiver-wise is uh, Nico Collins from uh, Michigan. Uh, he's just he's he's a like a he's a six-three bigger receiver, um, but I, I thought he was I was kind of surprised at how well he like separated. Um, you know, I kind of thought of him as just kind of like a slower, you know, big possession receiver, but I thought his routes were good. Um, he was good. He he was another good hand fighter. And uh, I mean, he he still is really good at contested catch. He'll over and moss you, and, but he's all, he's also a guy that can create separation for a bigger receiver. Yeah, I definitely watched uh, Nico Collins quite a lot, and you're right. I didn't think he could separate as well as he did the senior bowl. He did it pretty well, and he did have a couple of spectacular uh, contested catches at the senior bowl, which mm-hmm. is a lot of what a lot of people know him for in Michigan. But one of my other wide receivers that just uh, shot up my board was Frank Darby, the Arizona State wide receiver. And honestly, once I, when I saw him in senior bowl, I'm just like, it's so unfortunate he got injured this year because from the film I watched from 2019 and the senior bowl practice clips, he's just a great player all around. I mean, he's really shot up my boards. I think I wouldn't be mad if any team took him in the second round, quite honestly. I think he's fantastic wide receiver two material. I think right off the bat, he can just play immediately and just be that reliable wide receiver too. You know, he's fast and he's physical. He can be that type of uh, vertical deep threat that you want, contested catches. He can do all those things, and he's, he's a good route runner, not the best, but he's good at it. And I really loved what I saw from Frank Darby in the practices, and I just think he's a fantastic player. All right, I'll, I'll touch on one more uh, receiver who I thought um... – who I thought stood out, um, Shy Smith. Um, he he's definitely a slot. He's, I mean, he, he's super small. He's like five nine, one seventy maybe. Um, but he he's he's kind of like Tony in the way that he's just like he's so quick and he just moves so like fluidly. Um, I don't think he's quite as good a route runner, but he he's just. He's so he's so sudden and he moves so quick that uh, most most DBs can't stay with him. So um, I thought he's a really good slot. Um, you definitely don't want him on on the outside. He'll just get bullied. But he, if you give him a little bit of room, he'll he'll create separation with ease. So he he's a guy who I thought, you know, and he he can put on weight too. It's not like it's not like he's uh, you know five seven or something, you know. Yeah, uh, I did like what I saw from Shai Smith. He's actually a way be- he's actually a way better of a route winner than I gave him credit for when I saw him at South Carolina. I think he's going to be mm-hmm. a solid slot. And I'll get to my last two wide receivers, which is 
I think it's San Diego State wide receiver Kay Johnson, and he's just he's just a slot receiver. I mean, he played exactly how I see slot receivers playing in the NFL. He's just reliable. He gets open. He's very quick. He's not the fastest guy, but you know he's extremely quick. He's, he has great. He's a great route runner. I think he's just an ideal slot for the NFL. I like. I love what I saw from him in the Senior Bowl practices. And the last one, which is uh, Oklahoma State wide receiver Thailand Wallace. Um, I don't think I even saw him much in the game, but obviously in the practices, Thailand Wallace. I said this last week, I think, but Thailand Wallace just—he's uh, a lot better as a route runner than I gave him credit for. There's a lot more nuances, nuance in in his releases than I saw, but I didn't give him credit for. So I have to give him credit for showing me that he can do a lot more than I thought. And yeah, I think he did well and probably raise the stock might even maybe a little bit more than it was at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, Tylen Wallace was my last receiver. Um, I didn't, I didn't hear, well, I, I heard, a, I heard a lot about him early on in the first couple of days. Um, you know, he was winning one-on-one, one-on-ones. Um, he, he, he's a guy that uh, I thought could have been maybe a first round pick, if not a pick last year. Uh, he decided to stay, and I, th- I think he tore his ACL or something, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken. Could have been a different injury, but, um, yeah, I, th- I thought he was one of the better. Uh, he, I, th- I think he just has really good hands. Like, if, if you watch him uh, at Oklahoma State, he's just – he for a smaller receiver, he, he can really go up and get it. Uh, and then, yeah, he, 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 he knows how to separate, like – he, he's just a quality, like, he's one of those good-at-everything type receivers. Yeah, so I'll go to losers now. I don't mean you. <laughs> I, w- I don't want to rag on these players any a lot, so I only have a couple of losers. But I'll say one of my top losers was uh, LSU wide receiver Racy McMath. And this guy, I just – it just wasn't good at all from what I saw from him. I don't yeah. think – I think he won about like two routes out of all the routes I've seen him run against corners. He's just, he's supposed to be fast, but it didn't look fast. It was route running. He's just, he looks like he has cement just tied to his ankles when he's running his routes, very slow releases, not very nuanced as a route runner. It's just, I didn't like what I saw from raising McMath at all. Um, maybe that's why he didn't play a lot at LSU. I don't know. I don't want to rag on him, but I didn't like what I see. I don't like what I saw from him at all at the Senior Bowl, and I don't think I think he probably lowered his stock a little bit from the uh, Senior Bowl. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought the same thing. Uh, he just I don't think he did, he did like mull. He did, he didn't make many catches. He wasn't getting open, you know. Uh, and you, you, I mean, I guess there's a reason he didn't play much at LSU, but. Um, my my loser was the Alabama offensive line. Uh, we talked about Leatherwood, and I, I thought he was okay. Uh, it just if if you're if you're supposed to be a first round pick, um, I, you like you're supposed to dominate at the Senior Bowl. Like we, ex- uh, we expect more. We definitely expect more. You, you know, you know, like w- like when Montez Sweat came to the Senior Bowl, like if he was getting dominated, you'd probably like question, you know, why he why he's being hyped as a first round pick. Um. And then the guard, Deontay Brown, um, I thought he was like, like he didn't get moved, but I thought he was kind of like unathletic. Uh, and when they had him like running, you know, doing like outside stunts and stuff, he was kind of like a little uneasy. But um, and both of these guys are projected like first, if not top 50 players. So I was pretty disappointed with them. Yeah, um, I'll get to one of the few last of my losers. Uh, Ohio State linebacker, Tough Boylan, and this just guy is just – he was getting cooked all over the place. I'm sorry to say this, but, I mean, I don't think this guy has any more potential outside of special teamer. I mean, he's getting cooked in one-on-ones in coverage. He's terrible in coverage. He's just getting mixed. And in blocking, he's just getting bullied by every running back in blocking as well. And he's big, so you expect him to at least get beat up to beat uh, running backs off the block. But he's just getting bullied. I mean, I didn't see any – I don't think I saw anything good from him. I mean, maybe a special team's upside. I have no idea. I didn't like what I saw from him at all. And I'll get to my number one – I would say my number one loser, but the one I'm most disappointed in, and this is Houston wide receiver Marquez Stevenson. Now, I think it was about last year um, I was watching Houston games, and I saw uh, – 
Derek King, you know, throwing to Marquez Stevenson. I'm like, who is this guy? He's fast. I'm watching film him. I kind of like what I see. And then this year, I think he opted out early, so I didn't get a chance to see much of him. But when I'm watching him in a one-on-ones, his just his releases were just so poor. I mean, I don't think I don't think I saw a different release other than the stutter step from Marquez Stevenson. You know, his his feet are just very slow when he's coming out his releases. I think he has a lot to improve as a wide receiver. Right now, right just about now, he's just a, a fast wide receiver. Not even I wouldn't even say a deep threat because there's a ton of deep threats that in the senior bowl and college football in general that are better route winners than him. I'm very disappointed in what I saw from Marquez Stevenson in the one-on-ones. I think whatever team he goes to, he's just going to – it's going to take him a while to, you know, develop into a better wide receiver because as of right now, his route running isn't good and his releases just aren't good at all, aren't very nuanced at all. Yeah, I wrote down um, – I wrote down three uh, receivers who I thought were losers. One of them was Mark Stevenson. Um I wasn't super high on him, but I, I thought he'd at least be able to separate better than he did. Um, Frank Darby had, uh, I want to say he had like a really good catch, like during one of the, one of the practices. And so I kind of got hyped by him. Uh, I started watching him and he dropped, he dropped like two passes in a row, got locked up the next play. And yeah, I don't I know, he, he was just kind of, yeah. yeah, he, he was kind of like inconsistent. Um, yeah, he, he was a loser. And then, um, Sage Sherratt, who I'm not sure exactly how high he's supposed to be uh, drafted, but he he was a guy that I heard uh, talked about a lot, and he just he couldn't separate like uh, at all. Like nope. he he's just he I don't know he he wasn't getting open. Uh, he made a couple catches like contested, but like if you can't create separation versus like D two cornerbacks, I, I don't know how how good you're gonna be in the NFL. Yeah, I definitely recognize you for mentioning Frank Darby's inconsistency, which is something I definitely should have mentioned. But I kind of put him on my winners list because I thought he showed enough for me. But, uh, yeah, I definitely agree with your wide receivers. I don't think Sage Sherratt – yeah. Um, I think when I first watched Sage Sherratt, just based off of highlights, it, they just weren't spectacular to me. And, like, for me, if you can't wow me in the highlights, I'm very skeptical at first because, you know – Usually yeah. what gets me to see players is I see the highlights and I'm wild and I watch the film and I'm even more impressed. But I wasn't impressed with his highlights at all at Wake Forest. And then when I'm watching the senior bowl and I'm like, if this guy doesn't win on the vertical, he's not getting open on any other route. I mean, he's getting locked up on almost every other route. I didn't like what I saw from him generally. He's going to have a lot to improve. But I'll get to my last two losers, which is uh, Marvin Wilson, the defensive uh, tackle uh yeah, nose tackle from uh, Florida State. Yep. He just – he's had such a nose dive from 2019. In 2019, he's just – he was just stronger than everybody on the opposite offensive line. It was just winning. His technique was good. And I think – I don't know what happened. Maybe it was the head coaching change. Maybe – I don't know what it was, but he's just – he just plummeted from there. He didn't do very well in the senior – he didn't do well in the senior bowl. I'm extremely disappointed, but whatever team takes him has a lot of work to do. And my last loser was the Notre Dame wide receiver, Ben Skoronik. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just not good at all. I mean, if the corner wasn't in zone, if the corner was in zone, he'd get open. If the corner was in man, I don't think he'd want a single route in man coverage. And if you don't win a route in man coverage, you're not getting money. It's simple as that. I mean, I don't yep. think there's any, I don't think there's any team that's going to draft him above a sixth round, honestly. All right, so I'll touch on some of the linebackers. Um, tough, tough Borland was definitely the worst. Like, I, I, I don't know how you can be that bad. Just, you know. Uh, oh, my goodness. I mean, in, in, co- in coverage, like, he was man, zone, doesn't matter what running back it was. He was getting he's barbecue chicken every, in like, coverage. I mean, goodness. Yeah, like, like he, he's, like, watching, like, Mason Foster, like, I don't know, some – he, he getting burnt every play. Def, definitely uh, the white do, Mason like, Foster. I, I thought uh, he, he's the uh, Ohio State uh, linebacker, right? Like yeah, I thought Ohio he was State. a pretty good tackler. Just just like watching Ohio State, I'm like, yeah, at least you can tackle. But you know, he yeah he was he was getting bullied. So he was definitely one of the worst guys there. Um, this I I put as a loser, but I thought he was actually pretty good. Was uh, Chaz Surratt? Not that he 
played bad, but he was smaller than I thought. Um, like his college listed him like six three and a half, like two thirty five, and he came six one two twenty something. So um, he's still good because I saw him covering linebacker, uh, covering running backs pretty well for a linebacker. Uh, he was making some plays, but uh, and I, I thought just some other linebackers had better days. Like I thought Cox for sure was better. Oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. I thought the I thought the I thought the other Ohio State linebacker, uh, Browning, was pretty good, and yeah, th- there was a couple other names that I thought just kind of overshadowed his uh, week. Yeah, so I definitely agree with the linebackers. I didn't see much for me for Chaz Surratt. Um, he's definitely gonna have to bulk up in the NFL. But when I did watch Chaz Surratt, because I haven't watched a lot of him, he's just a very smart player because he played QB at UNC before he switched to linebacker which is a good move on his part because, you know, it kind of saved his NFL career um, in terms of draft mm-hmm. stock. And he's definitely going to have to bulk up, but he's more of a project player, in my opinion, a little bit. Um, Jabril, Cox, Jabril Cox just signed. Uh, like you said, he's a good. But, yeah, the linebackers, they didn't really do much bad, but they didn't really do much good either, except for Jabril Cox. So, yeah, I definitely agree. And um, uh, I think that's the uh, end of our list, right? Yep, that's it. Unless you want to talk about any uh... – any other names? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I think the Senior Bowl was success, success, obviously, especially through COVID. I appreciate uh, Jim Nagy for getting through with it. Uh, a lot of players raised their stock, mm-hmm. mostly wide receivers, honestly. But the wide receiver classes the past two years have just been fantastic. And I hope he keeps going because you can never have too many good wide receivers, honestly, especially as a football team fan because we have one. But, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, so talking about the football um, team, let's get to – you have any uh, thoughts? Trey, uh, I was just going to say for the Senior Bowl, um, if you're a Washington fan, I'd keep, I'd keep an eye out because we, we've, uh, we've been a team that's been known to draft some of these uh, Senior Bowl guys. Um, Montez Sweat, Cole Holcomb, uh, Antonio Gibson was big there. You know, I feel like I'm forgetting someone like Jimmy Moore. Like there, there's a lot of guys we've drafted recently that have uh, – been mainly because they performed like Antonio Gibson came in as a receiver and uh you know had like 70 something yards as a running back and that's probably one of the big reasons we were we took him so uh yeah I'd I'd keep an out for some of these guys because they might be on our team soon yeah I definitely agree now let's get to some trade scenarios now there's gonna be trade scenarios for any team but I want to start with our team because obviously we're looking for a quarterback and there's really only one on the market that I'm really like really clamoring for obviously it's Deshaun Watson now yep. in the case of Watson I think what a fair trade would be is that we got to give up at least three first honestly probably another yep. like fourth fourth round pick and they're gonna ask for one of the D linemen inevitably because I don't think there's any other player on our team that we can trade away except for one of our interiors because Terry McLaurin is the only good receiver. We can't get rid of him. Our linemen are solid at best in games. Sometimes they're terrible, so I don't yeah. think anybody wants anything there. And Landon Collins has just not been very good since about 2016. He's just not that good of a player anymore, but maybe he can improve again. But uh, I'd be willing to give up either Payne or Ioannidis, honestly. I'm not sure which one because both of them are great players. I'd hate to lose either of them. Quite honestly, I don't think Tim Settle would be enough in the trade scenario, but I definitely give up three first or fourth for either Ionatis Payne. Yeah, um, Watson's for sure the guy I want to go after. Um, he's he's the only he's the only quarterback that's actually available. Um, that like if if you were if you got Watson, you're <coughs> You know, you're 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 ten and six, like at least. You know, um, you're probably one in the division. You know, uh, you got a chance at a full. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd trade easy three three firsts. Uh, yeah, the it's it's the the problem is I, I just don't know what players they want, and I don't know I don't know who you'd have to trade. Um. Yeah. yeah. So Phil's throwing out Phil, Phil's Phil's throwing out this idea: four firsts, Matt Ioannidis, two seconds, and a third. 
uh that might be a tad much uh i, I mean i'm i i'd do it uh i do you know, it i do like, it i mean what do we have yeah, to lose like, like to be to be honest if a if a like if you're picking uh you know 25 to 32 or something like that like your picks probably aren't gonna hit that often like p- people talk about like like I, I hear this all the time they're like um what do you trade Payne, allen chase young and montez sweat for deshaun watson but the thing is, we're not going to be picking second overall. We're not going to be picking 13 overall. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd give up four first rounds easy for Deshaun. Uh, I, I feel like Matt Ioannidis is the guy you trade just because he's he's the oldest. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I, w- I would trade Payne or Allen. I just like those guys are so they're they're both like huge keys to your defensive line. They they help free up young and sweat so, but you 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 can, yeah, we have we have I four agree. we have four starting co- uh, quality defensive linemen so like you can get rid of one and it's not it's not like you're gonna ruin your defense. Yeah, and I will say in terms of the football team, I think we have we might have to draft another edge, and that's only because Kerrigan's a little bit on the old side and he might be on his way out the door, uh, soon. Mm-hmm. So I think we might have to draft another edge. Maybe in like the fifth or sixth round because we did draft one. I forgot his name was last year. I think it was James Smith Williams from uh, yeah, NC State. Yeah. Uh, we think we might have to draft another one early because you know we just need a we need a, a little bit better depth at that position. But yeah, I definitely agree. There is another tra- trade scenario I wanted to put out there, and this is one for the Colts, not for our team. But I think the Colts mm-hmm. should probably trade for Matt Ryan, honestly. And the reason I trade think about this because one, I'm a Big fan of Jacob Eason. Now, not because of his college, not because just because he had amazing college for him. It wasn't amazing, but because of the talent. I've always said on Twitter and just in general that I'm always going to clamor for the arm talent, guys. I don't care. I've always said that I clamor for Justin Herbert. I clamor for Josh Allen. I'm always going to go for the mm-hmm. big arm guys because I believe if you take the time, they're just going to be a franchise quarterback. It's that simple. Now, Eason, I don't think he's ready yet. Now, he's the only Colts quarterback on contract right now. Philip Rivers is a free agent. He's, he's retired now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacoby Brissett's a free agent. And I know that I like, I know that Frank Reich's QB coach spent a lot of time with Eason because, you know, he didn't really mean to spend much time with Rivers or Brissett, their established quarterbacks. I think Eason mm-hmm. just needs another year or two. And I think Matt Ryan isn't a free agent until 2023. I'm pretty sure. So what I'm thinking yeah. is the Colts just uh, they give up like maybe like a third round, uh, third or second round pick or something. Probably just a third round pick and a couple of players from Matt Ryan because I don't think the Falcons will be asking that much for him even because he's on the old side. He's on the old side and you know he's almost on his way out the building or in retirement. Mm-hmm. So I'm just thinking that they trade for Matt Ryan, just let him play for two years, and uh, if they can go far in the playoffs with him, if he just tries to research a little bit of his old self. Maybe they can go far in the playoffs. If not, Eason will be ready in two years. And I think in two years, if Eason gets on the field, he'll be a great player, honestly. Yeah, I, I've heard uh, heard the Colts, um, they like uh, Eason. Obviously, I mean, he's, he hasn't played any games yet, so or not even preseason, so it's kind of hard to tell. But um, I, I had two, two ideas. I don't even know, like, uh, okay, so the, the two names I'll throw out is Jordan Love and uh, Jalen Hurts, and um, I, I, I mean I've been thinking this since since draft day, but uh, like I don't think either of these teams should have drafted Jalen Hurts or Jordan Love. Um, Rogers just he's about to win MVP. Was you know play a play away from going to the Super Bowl, um, and he he obviously didn't like the pick when it happened. Um, He's probably going to want a new contract. We've already heard that, um, and so I think if if you're if you're the Packers and you can get a second round pick, you can get a couple players. Um, I think you I think you do that. Try try to get Rogers some more help because he he's he's not going to see the field for another three years, especially if you give him a new contract. So he 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 needs Jordan Love needs to go somewhere. Um, it seems like the Eagles want to fix Carson Wentz. Jalen Hurts showed some promise last year. He looks like he could be potentially a franchise uh, quarterback for someone to develop. And uh, like you, you, I don't know. I just don't think you can have two. 
you can't have two good quarterbacks in your quarterback room without like stuff without having drama there. Like the second Carson Wentz has a pick, you know, fan, fans are going to eat him up just like they usually do. So, you know, I think both um, like if, if I'm the uh, the football team, I, I, I'd throw, you know, second round pick at Jalen Hurts or Jordan Love. Just, you know, give him a chance. Yeah, I think in terms of the Packers, I think the Packers are just doomed to forever repeat history in the sense of they're going to have a super talented quarterback and they're going to draft a new super talented quarterback. Yeah. And they're forever cursed to have one Super Bowl with that super talented quarterback. I mean, they did the same thing when it was Favre and Rodgers. I think it, I think it's gonna history is gonna repeat itself with Rogers and Love honestly, because um, Love's obviously super talented and he's gonna sit for four years. So honestly, yep. I think history repeats itself. But obviously, I trade for Jordan Love in an instant. But I'm just not sure. I'm not. I'm not confident in the football team and what they would do with Jordan Love, and that's the sense of. I don't. I don't think in our team's history we've never developed a quarterback. Never have. We just yeah. Either we have a quarterback that we sign a quarterback that's already good, or we get lucky with one. <laughs> in terms of like Doug Williams or like Joe Theismann, he just win a Super Bowl or something mm-hmm. like that. So we've never had luck with just drafting a quarterback and then just being a franchise guy for years to come. So I don't have mm-hmm. confidence, even though I I like I know Ron Rivera has the patience if he has his own guy to develop, but I'm just not confident in them taking a guy like Jordan Love or Jalen Hurts and further develop, developing them into the players that they can be. Yeah, I'm, I'm always hesitant just about young quarterbacks in general just because, I mean, we, we might be the worst team, like, in history in terms of, like, handling, you know, young quarterbacks and their development, you know. Just, yeah, the coaching not being on the same page, like, with RG3, all that stuff. Um I think my hope is just that whoever whoever is our quarterback, it's 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 going to be up to Ron, and it's going to be his his choice. Um, that that's that's kind of why I think we should just go all in all in on Deshaun. Just it like it, honestly, it doesn't matter what you lose. Like you you lock in. A, you're, if you have Deshaun and a good defense, which you should with Ron Rivera and Chase Young, like you you lock in being contenders for like ten years. So. You, you don't you don't need to worry about messing up first round picks. You don't got to worry about signing like old Donovan McNabb. Like you get you get Deshaun Watson. That you don't got to worry about that. De- a decade, literally. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's gonna be hard to pull off because the thing about it is the Stafford T uh, to the Rams trade kind of messed up the type of leverage that we would have had because now yep. that. The, um, the Texans see what even Stafford, he's only he's 32 years old, so he's on the older side. And the Rams mm-hmm. still gave up, what, two first-round picks for him? And their starting yep. quarterback, I mean, Goff is terrible, I mean, but still a starting quarterback. So, I mean, now that the Texans see what type of – the Texans have even more levers than they did in the beginning, which is going to play into their part because they're just, just going to act for way more than we were probably willing to give up at first. Um, I'd still give up as much as possible, as many firsts as uh, – probably three or four first if possible, just to get Watson in a player. But uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. there's one more trace and error I want to talk about. Now, this is a, this is one, a couple of reporters been talking about, and it's the 49ers trading for Kirk Cousins. <laughs> now I think yep. in principle, this is pretty stupid. Or well, well, I won't say stupid, but it's just in the sense of, I don't, I'm not sure why you're trading Kirk Cousins for Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, I don't think they're the same type of player, but, I don't think Kirk Cousins offers anything better than Jimmy G does. I honestly don't. I mean, he, Kirk Cousins is not a bad player. He's been playing generally well for the Vikings, but I don't think Kirk Cousins really ele- can take get your team back to the Super Bowl. Um, like I'm, Jimmy G didn't really carry the 49ers Super Bowl. Obviously, it's, it was defense, but I don't think Kirk Cousins would help the 49ers in any way get back to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. So I don't really get why. Uh, Shanahan would even try Kyle Shanahan would even try to make that trade because I don't see it helping them in any way get back to the Super Bowl at all. Yeah, um, I, I get I get why Shanahan likes Kirk. Obviously, you know they had a connection back in the day. Um, but yeah, I I, I kind of just think it it doesn't do anything for your team. Like Kirk was in DC, you know, and the fan base hate. 
wanted him out. You know, he went to Minnesota, same thing, you know, with a better roster, you know, Case Keenum taking them to the NFC Championship, and, you know, they, they get worse, you know. I, I, I just don't think Kirk has, like, a lot of people say, like, you got to have it. He's just not – I don't think he's, like, He just doesn't have I don't, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think – he just doesn't have, like, the makeup to be, like, a winning, you know, playoff quarterback. So, like, Jimmy G, as much as I, I think Jimmy G kind of sucks, like, he, he at least showed you in the playoffs – I mean, he can take you to a Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I, I don't think Kirk would be – I don't really think he'd be an upgrade. I think, you know, may, maybe – like, he's healthier. He stays healthy. But uh, I think he puts you in the same spot you're already in. Now, is there any more trade scenarios you have? Just in general, it could be any team. It doesn't have to be our team. Uh, I have another one for the Eagles. I just – I don't know if it, it'll happen. But um, the I've heard the uh, – I forgot his name. The, the Colts head coach used to be Carson Wentz's uh, old OC when he was uh, an MVP uh, candidate. Um, yeah. Now, I've, I've heard I've heard a lot on the Colts wanting to trade for a veteran quarterback. Um, you know, it, it could be Matt Ryan, could be Carson Wentz, could be Sam Darnold. But um, I, I just think that's that's the perfect fit. Like Carson Wentz has only been good. uh Damn, I forgot it. I keep I keep forgetting his name, but he he's only been good under the Colts OC. Oh, the head coach Frank Wright. Yeah, Frank yeah, Wright. yeah, Frank Frank Wright. Yeah, Frank Wright's the only guy that's gotten the best out of Carson Wentz, and yeah, I, I'm I I just I, I don't know. I don't I don't trust their current head coach right now. I mean, I, I, there's not nothing against him, but he's unexperienced. You know, um, I I kind of just think they needed to move on from Carson. Like I thought he needed to change the scenery, um. I, d- I didn't think Doug was that bad. Like, like Doug's not, uh, like Doug has problems for sure. But I thought, I thought he was like a above average head coach. I thought like it was mostly Carson Wentz. Like he's like, he's just throwing picks, you know, turn, not holding on to the football. Like he was just bad. So yeah, I, I, th- I thought he needed to go to a, a team with a n- new offensive coordinator, new system, new everything. Now, I kind of want to talk about one more trade scenario, and this kind of involves the Jets and kind of just like any team within the top 10 because listening to – um, uh, who's their head coach again? The uh, uh, Salah? Yeah, listening uh, to Salah yeah, talk Sal- about like – Salah talk about their quarterback situation. I honestly – the problem with Sam Darnold is like he's just so inconsistent. I mean, there's flashes and there's time. It's like what the hell are you doing? And it's just like – I like what they've done with the offensive uh, side in New York so far because they uh mm-hmm. they took who's it uh Mike uh, Mike Lafleur who's a uh yes the brother mm-hmm. of uh, the Packers head coach I like what they did uh, there it's uh, the same type of system under Shanahan I like what they did there and um uh, yeah I think I honestly think they're gonna roll with Darnold so in that case they have the second pick now you could stay there and get another tackle because. Outside of the other the other guy they drafted, the Louisville tackle, I can't forget his name. Uh, his name. Um, yeah, Makai Becton. I think mm-hmm. he, Becton was um, amazing in the time he had to play. He had a lot of injuries, which is unfortunate. Uh, hopefully, he'll stay healthy uh, this up next season. And um, uh, I think they can trade down to either they can trade down with the Falcons, they can trade down with Detroit or Carolina, maybe, and they can probably just uh, nab either. They can still go uh, tackle if they drop down mm-hmm. to seven or eight, or they can go wide receiver. Cause you know, outside of Crowder, you know, they're pretty thin at wide receiver, you know, Mims didn't really have that much of a spectacular year. He was injured most of it. And when he did come back, he wasn't great. Um, but they could all also stand to improve their secondary by a lot. Cause you know, yep. there isn't anybody in that secondary worth a damn, but yeah, I was just thinking that they could possibly, if they believe in Donald, and trying to revive his career there, uh, they can possibly just trade down and uh, draft a player, and was still within the top ten, get a great player, and then go from there. Yeah, no, I think Darnold's always had like talent. He's just kind of, I, I, I just think Adam Gase kind of like got to him, and like it kind of like mentally, he's just not like the same. Uh, maybe they can still get that out of, but um, and it, I. I Right now, it's probably like 50-50 if they take a quarterback. Um, 
I'm yeah, I'm not I'm not really sure where where they really lean to because like if you, if you hear Jets fans, they don't want Sam Darnold. If you listen to like uh, beat reporters and stuff, they're all like, yeah, we we love Sam Darnold here. So, um, I, I yeah, he just doesn't. Their team's just not good. Like, it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to judge Sam Darnold. Yeah, I definitely agree, and um, hopefully either – I'm not saying I hope they go with Darnold, but hopefully whatever decision they go with, it's the right one. Um, uh, I think that's about it we have for today, uh, a little bit shorter than the last one. But, uh, yeah, we appreciate anybody who came and checked out the stream. Uh, you know, we we're really excited to cover this new bowl. Every year we love to cover it, and uh, we're hoping that in the coming weeks we watch more of the – Senior Bowl favorites we had. Uh, hopefully, in the coming weeks, maybe a football team can get a quarterback early instead of mm-hmm. having to maybe move up in the draft or something like that. But yeah, we appreciate uh, everybody who came out to watch the stream. And uh, yeah, thank you. Yep. Thanks, everybody. Uh, see y'all every Tuesday. Uh, hopefully, next back, we have Deshaun Watson on our team. So.